heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. 40 episodes later, guys. Holy shit, here we are, guys. Episode 40 of uh, YWC Football Talk. Uh, Phil Nightmare 10 uh, once again is back with me, but for the first time ever, for episode 40, you know, I had to go special. I had to go all and grab someone who's never been on here before. But Danny, Dango's Ham, dedicated, lifelong Jets fans on the show. So, boys, we got a lot to uncover today because I'm going to let Danny air his grievances out. We're going to talk a little week 10, maybe some fantasy football. Uh, we were supposed to be having Big Rat on, which I got to get an episode one time with like the four of us on. But how are we feeling tonight, boys? The Pats are back, baby! All I'm gonna say, all I'm gonna say is I understand, like the the little little tiny podcast we had last time, uh, last week after the beating the Jets. I, I said this team's going going in the right direction, and, and I have a feeling. I just have a feeling, and I said, and I, I, mean, I think I said it that I had a feeling that we might blow out the Ravens, but that it obviously didn't happen. But. What's going on, uh, Danny? Nice to meet everyone. Uh, pleasure to be on the podcast for the first time ever, and. Uh, Look forward to getting getting some uh, some talking with Phil and, and Griff. All right, sounds good, sounds good. Because like last week though, like I'll Phil, I know you said the Pats are back. I honestly went into that game last night with zero fucking confidence, just because I'm like, look, the Jets just hung 27 on us. We made Joe Flacco with like 2012 Joe Flacco, and man, like the Jets are an interesting team. Because like I know Danny, you want you know, obviously your team to go 0 16. You guys want Trevor Lawrence, but. I'm going to say this right now. I think if you guys win a game this season, it's Sunday because the Chargers just find a new way to lose every single week. You know what? That one does scare me a lot. The thing is, traditionally with the Jets, when they go to the West Coast, they, they just fall flat. They, they don't come off that plane. You know what I'm saying? So I am a little bit worried, but the Chargers have been a good team. They're just not finishing at the end of the game. So I think this is a get-right game for the Chargers. Um, Flacco will be starting. Sam Darnold's still not back. So I think the the Chargers handle business here as they should. Danny, one thing I want to ask you about that, since you just kind of, you just kind of mentioned Dan, us uh, Donald not being back. So with Donald being hurt, do you still think you take Trevor Lawrence at this point? Oh, absolutely. Even if okay. Donald was healthy, absolutely. that's how I feel. I'm just asking absolutely. you. Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, I feel like you feel the same way. But I mean, that's an interesting dynamic because I mean, do you trade Donald or do you have him like? I don't know. <laughs> All right. So so since we're gonna jump into the Jets real quick, uh, yeah. Sam Darnold, uh, as you know, Phil, I've been yeah. bullish on the guy, you know, the whole time. Very excited. You know, I really thought he'd come out, have a big year. That didn't happen. And, you know, a lot of people want to blame, you know, the uh, the weapons and the O-line around Darnold. But I watch these games every every Sunday, you know. it's The, the problem is, is more than that. It is Sam Darnold. You know, he's holding on to the ball way too long. He's still making these terrible decisions, you know, trying to fit balls into windows that aren't there. Um, you know, he'll still have those one to two plays a game where you're like, wow, you know, this guy really has something, but year three, you, you, you gotta, you gotta fix these mistakes, man. And you know, his, his best season was his rookie season. And ever since then, he's just taken steps backwards. So my problem with Darnold is he's in year three going into year four. His rookie contract is going to be, you know, having to be re-upped on and you still don't have an answer as if you know he's the guy so if you're sitting at number one with a generational talent 
as uh, Trevor Lawrence is, you know, the best quarterback to come out since Andrew Luck, in my opinion, you, it's a no-brainer, that's, man. That's a fact. That's a fact. You know, that's not an opinion. Yeah. You, you, just, you just have to pull the trigger there. And, you know, oh, Sam Darnold wasn't drafted by Joe Douglas. You know, he was drafted by Mike McKagan. So he doesn't have any ties there. So I think you just wait to uh, have a clean slate, you know, get Lawrence in here and just build the team through the draft. You know, don't go out, overspend on free agents, stuff like that. Is Darnold a free agent? Darnold is on, he's going into year four, so. Oh, okay, so he's, okay. So, trade value-wise, you know, I'm, I'm, if you can get a second round, second rounder for Darnold right now, which I think you could, uh, I think you're all in on that. Now, if the Jets do win a game and they don't have the option to pick up Trevor Lawrence, you know, you start looking at Justin Fields. Do you really think he's going to be an answer? Is he going to be better than Sam Darnold? I I don't know. I like Justin Fields, but I just want to see how the rest of the college season plays out as far as that. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a tough one, man. I don't know. That is. Like, Justin Fields feels like he needs to be on a team. Like, the Jets really need to add some pieces. I mean, they have pieces. I'm not saying they don't, but I don't know. Trevor Lawrence can come in and just make everything great. Like, Oh, absolutely. I don't think Justin Fields is quite that guy. Mel Kuyper might disagree with me, but, I mean, we that's... You know, something to analyze later. But yeah, a lot of people are really bullish on Justin Fields. They think he's you know a great consolation prize to Trevor Lawrence. I'm not there yet, but you know, I'm just I'm just praying and I'm hoping to go in 16 or the Jaguars win another game. And, and to be fair, I just feel like I think it's the the fact that Ohio State quarterbacks have just not they've always looked good in college and then just not look good in the pros. So same thing with USC quarterbacks, man. Yeah. And look at Sam, look at Sam Darnold. Yeah. Well, I think the thing with them is like the the to that uh, argument is that like Sam Darnold guys like that need to go into a system that just literally just plug plug him in and he's good. Like he can't be like a building process. Right? Like he needs to be able to, you know. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Like, no, no, I, def- I definitely, example, I definitely but... agree with that, and the Jets definitely did ruin Sam Darnold and his development. You know, he in year one, you know, he, you're you're going to buy stock in Sam Darnold. You think he's going to turn the corner? Everyone did, you know. But um, I think you can say the, I think you can say the same thing about Daniel Jones too. Like Daniel Jones is kind of that. Like he just went into a, I mean, a, a horrible team. So it's like now that the team's being built more around him, and they can, you know, he seems to be doing better. And then of course turnovers and stuff like that. But yeah, the, yeah, the turnovers with him is what kills him. Um, but but yeah, with, with Sam, you know, if, if if he were somehow the quarterback next year for the Jets, I wouldn't hate it, but. It's just got to fall into the scenario where, you know, you, you missed out on, on Lawrence and you just weren't all in on fields, which I would be okay with. You know what I'm saying? If, and I don't even know. How do, they, how do you do tiebreakers for the draft like that? With, with uh, so, it's, so it's going to so it's gonna go on strength Remember. of schedule. Strength, strength, uh, yeah, yeah. So right now, if we win a game, the Jaguars have the number one pick. So we literally cannot win a game. And I don't know if Jacksonville is winning another game this season. Yeah, that's yeah. It just depends on if they want to, I guess. <laughs> that's, yeah, know. they want they want Trevor just as bad as we do. You know, they kind of did the same thing though. Like, well, the thing is too is like you can almost. I mean, I guess you can call it tanking. I guess, but like some of these teams are like holding strong with other teams, but then they're like, oh, 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 oh. all right, we saw what we can do. Let's back up. <laughs> oh, that, that's a that's a yeah. classic case yeah. of what the Jets did against the Patriots yeah. last week. Classic case. Which is what I would, I mean, I, I think that's, like, I mean, that's not smart to lose on purpose. I get that. But, like, 
I mean, at this point, the Jets don't. I mean, like maybe after you lose like as much as the Jets, then at this point you can just see what you have and then back back off and be like, we're good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Or or if we uh, don't win, it's great. You know, that was that was single handedly the best loss, Jets loss I've ever witnessed in my life. Because I I was fully convinced they were winning that game. The Patriots did not look good for three quarters at all, and yep. uh, you know. You guys, you guys, and from there, you guys actually shifted momentum carrying over to that Ravens game last night as well, man. I mean, weather, weather helped a lot, but I just, I don't know, man. I just felt like the Ravens had, had showed some stuff the last couple weeks, too, and I'm like, we're peaking. It seems like they're kind of plateauing, so it's like, I think we played them at the right time. Yeah. yeah. Um, the one thing I got to say quickly with last week's game is I felt like a shift in power for when some reason Joe Flacco ran that play-action pass when all they had to do was, like, start to run out the clock with, like, I think it was, like, less than six minutes to go in the fourth quarter. And I'm like, why are you trying to go for a long ball when you're trying to close out a game? Um, the only other thing I want to say, too, is obviously your coaching situation is not the best or most ideal right now with Gase, but do you agree that keeping on to him for the season is ideal because your next best option is Greg Williams, and I don't think even you want to see him as head coach, right, Danny? Yeah, wow. I didn't even talk about Gase there. Um, yeah, you have to hang on to Gase right now. He, he gives you the best uh, chance to lose. Um, you know, you get rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> what a quote. What a Honestly, quote. It gives you the best chance to lose. You're not wrong, though. You're no, not. 100%. And, uh, you know, you, like I said, you go, you go next year, full uh, clean slate. You know, if I'm, if I'm next year, I know this organization, you know, and I don't 100% agree with this move, uh, but Woody Johnson coming back and not knowing how bad he wanted Jim Harbaugh, he's going to go after Jim Harbaugh. Very, very, very... Uh, He's going to pursue him hard. But if I was making the call, I'm taking a very, very long look at Joe Brady from the Carolina Panthers, man. Yeah, I don't know. I, That's, I don't think he leaves that soon, though. But I <laughs> Listen, think, it's better It's better to be one year ahead than one year behind. That's all I'm going to say with that. That's true. You well, look, no, I'm not saying that the Jets shouldn't go after him. I agree with that part. No, I don't, think, I don't think they will either. But um, if I was making that call, that's that, that would be my guy. Well, also, no, I don't think it's like I don't think it's bad that the Jets are going after him. I'm saying I just don't think he would leave the Carolina that fast. Like, I, I mean, think you would, t- you would have to take a head coaching job. Which Trevor Lawrence? I think I think coaches would line up for that seven days a week. Yeah. I just uh, this whole thing, like I don't know, I haven't heard it. I haven't heard whole thing. If people think that Dabo is leaving with Trevor Lawrence, that's not happening. No. Like that's not I agree with that as well. That's like all the people that were saying, oh, Dabble's going to leave to go coach Deshaun Watson in uh, Houston, too. Uh, it's not happening. That's a no- Dabble is, yeah. I'd be no. legit shocked because I just, from all the people that I have in my circles and stuff like that, that I talk to that are really hardcore Clemson fans. Obviously, I hate Clemson, but I know them enough. You know, it's like, they, I don't hear Dabble's not going anywhere. Yeah, that, Clemson, that Clemson quarterback looked good against Notre Dame. I know they lost the game, but, uh, you know, top recruit. Yes. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to be coaching them, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Lele, I think's his name. Uh, they're already saying he's probably gonna be the first, yeah, yeah. first pick, twenty twenty three. Hey man, the factory. Clemson's once you win, start winning championships, you get all the good players. So yeah, clearly yeah, they're, they're Bama two or Bama one A or B or what do you want to call it? Yeah, both Even, of them are getting that's you know. Um. Until uh, Tua, I would also say, Phil, you know you're saying USC and, uh, what was the other school, Ohio State haven't really produced many quarterbacks in the NFL. I'd almost make the same case up until Tua that uh, Alabama's been like that, to be honest. Because like, if you look at all their quarterbacks who won in college, none of them really panned out in the NFL. Yeah, but they weren't really top prospects either, though. 
Yeah, true, but, true, true. It was just something I noticed. Had, yeah, I'm just talking about top prospect. Like you got, you know, Carl Jones was. Well, I guess Carl Jones wasn't really a top prospect, but um, neither was Dwayne Haskins yeah. really. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins. Uh, Haskins was more was more than Jones was, but it just seems like like it, I, the only one I can think of too is Troy Smith was apparently like, a, and then he ended up being a receiver basically. <laughs> like, yeah. But it was just a bunch of yeah. people that looked good. Now yeah. Justin Fields is actually projected to be high. Like that's. So that, I'm that's seeing I'm seeing a lot of uh, Mac Jones in like the second third round in some of these mocks though. So I mean, this might be a little. Uh, you know, they haven't had a quarterback in a while. Obviously, you get drafted high, but except for Tua, but you know, they're, they're building a little bit of momentum there on that. The other quarterback, I don't know how players, our teams don't look at is Trask from Florida. Like the kid's playing lights out right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the other game I want to get into quickly before Phil and I talk about the Patriots game yesterday is not even the game. Can we all just agree that the Houston Texans and Bill O'Brien, more specifically, is probably one of the dumbest people on the face of this planet? Like it's like, like, like I literally just can't stop thinking about that. Like how, and also too, I looked up the trade today. They didn't. Arizona didn't even give him a first to get him. They gave him a second and a fourth. Like, I'm. I, it's just flab. Like, like it's not even like shocked. It's like I'm flabbergasted. I'm gonna use an obscure word. Just like I literally remember, I was watching because my uh, sister's a Saints fan. I was watching the game with her yesterday, the Saints Niners, and I look at the timer. I see like twenty seconds left in, in Buffalo, Arizona, and it's like a two point game or whatever. I don't remember the exact, exact scoreline at the time. I think it was no, it was a four point game. Buffalo was winning, and then I was just like, "Hey, can I go to this game quickly?" As soon as I flipped to it, Hopkins makes the catch. Like wow, yeah, that was yeah. My, my the only thing I think of is they're like. I don't know. I just can't imagine that toxic. But for some receivers are very like very deep. That's like the diva position. So I don't know. Maybe he was that toxic. I mean, I, I would, I would. I, all I can say is I hope he was like extremely toxic. That's all uh, for Bill O'Brien's sake. But you're never going to win that argument anyway. So yeah, that was a flat out terrible trade. Yeah, um, I feel so bad for Texans fans because that franchise has sat back so many years. They have no first round pick this year. They're probably going to be drafting the top five, which Miami will be taking, and they're already a good team. So they're just going to add to that team. Um, JJ Watt might be gone. JJ Watt is, is is gone. I'm forcing my way out of that organization as quick as I can. You know, just a, and that's the thing. Like he signed, he just signed a massive deal. So it's like, I mean, you trade him, you have to give. Like that's the only thing you can really do. And like, who's gonna? Yeah, it might be a dead cat, but yeah, um, I'm not sure. Know, they they have to regroup um, regroup draft picks now because they're they're going nowhere fast and they're not going to be going anywhere for a while. Yeah. Yep. I agree with that. One hundred percent, and DeAndre Hopkins. Just to talk about him is is un- unbelievable. I mean, that's just unbelievable. I mean, I'll say Hail Mary. I mean, it's like you know, but still, the catch of the way he did that was insane. Yeah, thank, the way he, the way he had DeAndre Hopkins because that's a Bills loss and we need it. So, <laughs> hey man, I had Cardinals money line yesterday. So, <laughs> yeah, he's just happy about winning your bets. But no, like when you look at the Houston Texans and like Phil, we have to pay close attention to like because obviously that's the opponent Sunday. But oh. Like I just like as soon as that happened, and then they fired their PR um, their PR person on Wednesday. Apparently, the did you ever know Phil or, or Danny? Did you ever hear why they fired her though, or no? It was the female, all right. Yeah, that because female, apparently that for a while. No, yeah, because apparently she's a um, a very vocal Biden supporter. No way! Yeah, no way! Well, that's that. that's the big rumor uh, coming out of that was that and and like apparently too like the old owner who passed Bob McNair was like. Uh, like super Republican Texan and everything like that, so I think a lot of the organization. So it kind of shows you, hey, that, that makes sense. Yeah, the whole thing about keeping your political views to yourself is one thing that really 
kind of was outspoken in that because like that's just that's not like oh her fault because apparently she's one of the best and nicest PR people in the league. But like when you have a situation like, like that where you're firing someone over political views, I'm sorry, that's an organizational problem. That seems like that should be illegal. Did they actually say that was the reason, or they're like it's a rumor? Just, they, can't, they can't say they can't say that's the yeah, reason. Yeah, there's no way they can I'm say. Sure, it. I'm sure. I'm sure it is the reason, though. You know. You don't oh no no no, no 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 no! I, did, I don't deny that. I'm just saying, like, there's no way they're like they're they're probably denying that because there's yeah. no way. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's like when um, what was the example? It's kind of like when you see a coach's firing coming, and like when it happens, you're supposed to act shocked. Like I remember, and Danny, you'll probably remember this game. But do you remember two years ago when it was Todd Bowles' final game, uh, Jets Patriots, and like the I think the Jets whooped, got whooped that week seventeen game in Foxborough. Yeah, I remember like the whole third quarter, like the announced team was just saying like, "Oh yeah, and he's on his way out the door." I'm like, uh, "We're still playing the game. Like, I understand he's gonna get fired, but like, can we, can we wait? Like, it's like, hey we, man, if they do that with Gase this year, I'm not complaining, you know, because we all know that's coming yeah. week seventeen. Literally, that like, it's not even gonna be like, oh, Monday morning it happens. That should be like Sunday night by like eight o'clock by whatever the Sunday nighter game is that. Uh, that day for I mean, player positioning. That's I what feel it like be. a lot of these coaches. I feel like a lot of these coaches know before the game, like, "Hey, man, this is gonna be your last game." You know, the players know yeah, yeah. that. You know, yeah, I, I, feel, yeah. I think I think that happens more so than that we know. Yeah. Yeah, it, it for sure does. I would agree with that too. Like, I can already think of probably besides Gates, I can think of probably three other coaches who are probably getting fired this year. Like Patricia with Detroit. Uh, yep. Doug Marone in Jacksonville, and probably Anthony Lynn at the rate the Chargers are playing. Yeah, I would have to agree with uh, Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I guess... feel bad for Anthony, too, because he's a good coach. He really is, man. Oh, Lynn's yeah, I don't know what's going on with him. I don't, I don't watch enough of their games, I guess, but or all of their games, but, like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on with the Chargers. Oh, but, uh, Lynn's a good coach. It's just, it's like the unfortunate, like... You had so many of these opportunities. Like he's gonna, he's one of those guys though where he'll get an OC job somewhere. And oh, the other coach I'll say too, who I think's on the short end of the stick getting fired, is Fangio in Denver because I think they honestly either need to move on from Drew Locke because I love the conspiracy theories of John Lynch purposely drafting shitty quarterbacks so uh, they don't break his records, or um, they just need to get an offensive-minded head coach in there. Yeah, Vangio isn't going to really get you anywhere. He, he reminds me a lot of Jeff Fisher. Um, but if I'm Denver, I'm, I'm taking a hard look at Sam Darnold, you know, because they're not going to have the draft pick to get an elite quarterback, you know, one of these top quarterbacks in the draft. And who's really going to be available? You're going to go sign Cam Newton to a, to a large deal? I doubt it, you know. So I'll take a hard look at, uh, at Sam Darnold. And plus, I mean, you don't know. I mean, Cam made – you just don't know how the season's going to go with Cam, like – like he could just decide to just take less money and stay in New England, so he just don't know. Yeah. Um. What was I was gonna say? Um. But yeah, for the most part, like you don't really know what's gonna go on. But then even to like how we were talking earlier about the Giants, it's not even the offense that's making them look good. Man, their defense from last year to this year, like Patrick Graham's got them playing great football. Yeah, you'd have to say James Bradbury was probably the best signing in the offseason. That guy's just been playing lights out. Um, you know, Larry Williams, he's, he's been coming in on his own. He's been getting pressures. He's been getting the sacks this year. You know, he had zero sacks last year. So, yeah, their defense really holding up, man. It's just the quarterback play is what is really setting them back. They shouldn't be a, what are they, 3-7? Yeah, 3-7, and, seven? Yeah, three three and seven. oddly. Yeah, they, they, they're not a 3-7 and seven team. I would, I would say they're going to win the division, you know, if I had to bet today. 
Yeah, exactly. There's a couple games, though, they should have won. Like, I think they should have beaten the Eagles on the Thursday nighter. It was just, unfortunately, their defense kind of let up. And then there's one other one out there. I, I I would like to say Tampa, but I don't know. But even at the same time, too. Tampa, yeah. Yeah. But just, I want to go to the box quickly because I don't know if you guys, did you guys see the whole a Antonio Brown news that broke today? I, didn't see, I just was just reading that before I got on. Yeah. yeah. Like, I love how they say, like, oh, um, we, we were aware of the accusations. I'm like, if he was on any other team in his circumstances, he'd be released by now. So, like, they're literally keeping him on because Tom wants him there. Oh, yeah. Tom, yeah, Tom Tom is willing to do anything to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, which is, I'll be honest, that's, a, that's kind of, to me, it's a knock. It's like, bro, you don't need Antonio Brown to win a Super Bowl. Like, that was just, no. like, come on, bro. And You're trying too, too hard in that sense. Yeah. And even, too, the whole thing about saying, like, Bruce Arians coming out and saying, like, Oh hey, Tom had nothing to do with this. We did this because we we're banged out receiver. I'm like, I'm calling such bullshit on you, Aaron. Coming from the guy that literally, coming from the guy that literally said there's no way we're signing Antonio Brown, which therefore obviously meant Tom Brady went into his. Then they had talked, and then he's like, okay, I guess we are signing him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro, you ain't hiding that one, Aaron. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, it's like the world's worst kept secret of Antonio Brown going to the Bucks, and then they only they only signed him because that's when the, there was those whole rumors about. Oh, hey, Seattle may make a move for him, but then what happens? Seattle does nothing, and Tampa signed him. So that was all just probably, oh, it's Patterson fumbles. Um, but yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't see, I didn't believe that Seattle hype. I'm like, wow, they don't need him. <laughs> I, just, I didn't believe that hype. Oh, I, just, I really thought Seattle's fine on offense. I want, yeah. I want to ask you both a question right now, just involving those two teams. If you had to pick one to go to the Super Bowl right now, Seattle or Tampa Bay, which way would you go? Oh, that's a good question, Daniel. Uh, I'm 100% going to go with Tampa Bay. Seattle's defense is by far probably the worst in the league. They, they can't stop anything. So um, when it comes to playoff time, you know, that's going to really get exposed. I wouldn't be shocked if they're one and done. Tampa, they're going to they're gonna gel together. They're going to get their defense fixed, you know, as bad as they've been playing. And even if their defense does give up scores, that offense – like I said, it's going to continue to gel with Antonio Brown. You know, Chris Godwin's been out, you know, a couple games this year. So the more reps they get together, the, the more they understand how to play with each other, they're just going to get better. So I would say Tampa Bay for sure, hands down. Yeah, and I think you can't, like, you can't go, I mean, obviously it's a small sample size, but, like, just because their defense has suffered as of late, like, I feel like they'll get it together, like Danny said. I think Tampa Bay's just the easier, easier nod there. Seattle, like, early on, I thought they were – clearly the best team, but then their defense has just gotten worse. <laughs> it's just like, I just don't think that defense is going to be able to hold up in the playoffs now. That could change, obviously. we got a lot of seasons left, but right now I think Tampa's defense like has proven, at least in some games, that they can they can hold them down um, and, and do somewhat, you know. But this year, I don't even know if anybody's defense is going to be able to do anything. <laughs> so, I mean, it might not be defense that wins it. The thing is with Seattle, man, Russell Wilson's turning the ball over a lot these past few weeks, man. That's yeah, yeah. That's right. really that's really uncharacteristic of him. That is true. That is true. Russell Wilson does. I mean, as much praise as I gave him, I think he. I agree with that, Danny. He does deserve some some criticism because he didn't turn the ball over. So they, you know, they the offense was their thing. So once he starts doing that, then it's not good. I'll also say this too, though. I think that this coming Thursday night, that Seattle Arizona game. I think that's more of a must-win for uh, Seattle than Arizona. Like, I feel like Arizona can afford to lose it just because they have the two. Like, Arizona right now is two and zero in division play. Meanwhile, uh, Seattle's one and two. Like, their only win was against San Francisco, and Seattle loses this game. There's gonna be a lot of questions, and I think Russell Wilson's MVP candidacy is slowly going away. 
Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, just, it's a tale of, like, I mean, there's little sections of the season. I've told people that before. It's like, you can't read into one section it's like it constantly evolves like so i think that's the thing with seattle we're, we're just seeing them get exposed and then russell wilson's obviously not playing well um so now his mvp uh candidacy is of course running it's going down but um but yeah i mean i think yeah i agree with everything you guys are saying there's something else i was gonna say about the cardinals i thought or something but that's a that i mean that, i would agree that that arizona seattle game is probably a must win for seattle but i mean obviously not a must win it's not over if they lose but it's a it's a very important win must win yeah, in the sense nice. of winning the division. Correct. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I'm going to go on record here. I'm going to say Arizona wins that game. I know it's very hard to sweep a division opponent, but, um, you know, the way Arizona playing. And, and that game shouldn't have came down to that Hail Mary yesterday. You know, Arizona had the true. lead. They had the lead. You know, they up uh, the touchdown at the end. But, um, you know, they should have won that game regardless. And they had their, heart broke, their hearts broken against the Dolphins the week before, but they've been playing really, really good football. So uh, I, I think Arizona going against this game, and then we, we start to question Seattle a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree. Uh, no, because I was going to say too with uh, with Arizona as well. Like Arizona's got a good team. Like they have a good offense. Their defense is just still a little suspect because like. If you're playing Big 12 football in the NFL, you're not going to win. Like, that's the thing. So, I think if Arizona, like, they're a team where, yeah, they're legit and they can make the playoffs, but I still think they need to, if they can sharpen up, not on, because like, they have a really good secondary, but if they can sharpen up, let's say, on the, in their front seven, add maybe a couple more pieces in there, there's going to be talks of them being a serious playoff contender going forward. That's just my, that's my take on the Arizona Cardinals right now. I agree. I agree. Yeah. It's uh, gonna. They're gonna go as far. I honestly think they're just gonna go as far as Kyler takes them. You know, yeah, he's, yeah, been, yeah. He's, he's been playing really good, man. Can't can't deny that. I think they need to kind of. Right. Get, I think I agree with that. The only thing I was gonna say is I think they kind of need to get punched in the mouth in the playoffs to like kind of not saying like go in, in the playoffs and lose by like thirty, but like you know what? If you have like a, vi- a bad loss, like you know how they had against Miami a week ago where um, it was that missed field goal, like a loss like that yeah. to kind of spark them going forward to know like hey. Okay, we did this, but we can do this to get better. Um, but if I had to pick a team right now on just on another to come out of the NFC, even though they have their starting quarterback out, I'm still going with the Saints. And I agree with you. Yeah, like cause yeah, it's just it's just kind of a momentum thing. Though. I mean, they look good, obviously, and then now with Drew Brees hurt, that could hurt the momentum. So I mean, we'll see how that goes. But I mean, before yeah, before Brees got hurt, I would I would 100 agree with you. But I want to see kind of how they bounce back from that. That's that kind of hurt them last year too. So they just got to get over that playoff hurdle, man. Every year, some somehow, some way, they just you know they drop that playoff game. So if you can get over that hurdle, yeah, absolutely. They have as good of a shot as anyone. But um, you know, we just we just have to see it. This is a random question, but I just looking at the standings and just something that I wanted to bring up uh, after looking at it. Do you nine and oh Steelers legit or not legit? Uh, as long as Ben doesn't get hurt, they're legit. Yeah, I would say legit, but they're not, like, Patriots undefeated good. You know what I'm saying? Right. It, it, right. Uh, that's pretty much what I was saying. I'll just, it's just, I'll just throw it out there. It's not that I really have opinions on it. I just think that they're not 9-0 good. But I don't, I, I don't think I don't think they go 16-0, if that's uh, the question. No, I, I mean, no, that, 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 I would never ask that because I don't think that's possible. But, um, well, I mean, it's their schedule, it's possible. But, <laughs> I mean, they have the Ravens and they play add the Bills. Um, I mean, but that's just, to me, I mean, if, if I'm them, I wouldn't want to do it. 
That's too way too much but, pressure. You know, but. to 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 um to add on to that, yeah, they did look bad against the Cowboys. Did they not take them serious? Who knows? But I, they definitely recovered with that Bengals win yesterday. They fucking beat the snot out of them. So yeah, so I mean, that, that's fine. You're gonna have, you're not everyone's gonna have. That's the thing. Like, not everyone's gonna have a blowout game. So I'm not knocking out uh on Pittsburgh. I mean, it's the NFL. Every week, week. I mean, I understand they're sucky teams, but like every so often you get caught. I mean, that's it happens. So. Um, but I think overall they're they're a solid team. I don't. Uh, I'm not trying to hate on them. That defense is, is honestly. I think that defense could carry them to the Super Bowl. Hopefully, I'm wrong though. <laughs> um, I got a question for the two of you actually, because it, it involves two teams who play this this weekend. Which team's more fraudulent, if you will, or kind of overrated, Tennessee or Baltimore? Oh, good question. Uh, so. I'll answer this first since I let Danny go first last time. Um, I actually think the more fraudulent team is the Ravens because, and not just because the Pats beat them, but I saw this before. Like I said, I said I said somewhat before the game, but like there was a stat coming out of the game, like when the when the Ravens aren't leading the 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 game, they lose. They're like Owen. I can't remember the stat, but it's like Owen seven, seven, seven or Owen eight now. Now they're Owen. The stat I saw they they haven't won any when they were down like ten points or something like that. Okay. I can't remember. What, I have to find a stat, but. Um, I'll see if I can pull it up. But yeah, so like the Ravens, I just don't. I think the the Ravens are a team that they are built with to play with the lead. Like they're not a Chiefs team that can like attack you at any point. You always have to you know be aware of them. Um, but I, I just think the Ravens, I don't know the, the Titans. I feel like they're not. They're kind of what they are. I mean, they're not going to beat everybody. I mean, the Colts game kind of exposed a good bit, but it's a division game. And I think Big Rat said this uh, about the Jets and Pats game. It's like. Division games sometimes are just weird. Sometimes they don't, like, teams just play better against each other. So it's just because they're, I mean, that's the teams they play more often than anybody. So I don't really hold too much weight that game. But um, I think Tennessee will be fine. I, I, I mean, Henry seems like, you know, it's just like they shut him down. They kind of just, they don't have good games if a team can shut him down. So, or shut him down for the most part. Um, but Baltimore, I just, I think there's just a head scratcher there. I don't know. So, I mean, obviously Ravens will probably come out and beat Pittsburgh in a couple weeks. But, <laughs> and it'll, it'll look different, but. Um, just as of right now, but I think that this is good for the Ravens in the long run because I think last year hurt them because they were, you know, I was a big advocate and calling that upset of Tennessee over them because I just thought the Ravens had basically two weeks off and it just a hot team cannot take two weeks off. It just does not work. Uh, so I think the Ravens could honestly, honestly be better come playoff time, but we'll yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with the Titans here, man. Um, that defense, you know, in a, in a in a division game, you know, the winner takes first place did not look good. They got exposed by, uh, you know, not not one of the best offenses in the league there. And you know, the thing the thing with the Titans, like you said, bro, if if, if Derrick Henry isn't isn't going, you know, the team just isn't the same team. So um, you know, when you when you force Tannehill to try to go win the game for you, you know, he's not. That quarterback, as much as Big Rat loves him, and he's got all the PFF stats that he's the number one quarterback in the league. You know, he's just, he's just not that. You know, he doesn't pass the eye test for me. But you know, not to not to discredit him, he has been playing great ever since he got to Tennessee. But that team, I just don't see them reachieving what they did last year. Their pass rush is non-existent. Clowney's been a dud. You know, um, the secondary isn't there. With the Ravens, you know, we ask this question every year about the Ravens last year as well. Um, they'll be fine. The Patriots needed that game, and they, they went out that and they true. won that game. You know what I mean? So And the Patriots were built for that game, too, if you look at it. I mean, I, as, much as, game, yeah. as much as I say, like, as much as I didn't know what the weather was going to be, and I just was talking outside of the weather, but with they're adding into a factor, it's like that's that's the Patriots' bread and butter. So, I mean, that also take uh, as much as I'm 
praising the Patriots, I agree with you, Danny. I think that's, uh, like, the Ravens, I mean, that's uh, knocking, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. The Ravens will be fine, you know. Yeah. So I'm like I, said, I think, play, I think right. playoff time they'll be fine. I just think that, I don't know, I just, you know, give a different spin on it, but yeah. I was trying to find this out. Hold on. Oh, here it's now, okay, so Lamar Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are 0-6 when uh, down by 10. It says, when the Ravens are down 10, Baltimore's 0-5. This was before the game. This is 0-6 now with Lamar under center, including the playoffs and games where the Ravens trailed by at least 10 points. So, you know, that was the stat. So, they're 0-6 now. So, that's the problem. They got. I mean, they don't, you know, for Lamar Jackson. I mean, I do. I'll, let me just say, I will plot. Since I'm downing the Ravens, I will plot. Lamar Jackson is a freaking, is frustrating to watch. <laughs> like, yeah. on, is against the defense, bro. Like, he, like, one, the one thing last night, I'm like, I literally called the play. I said, okay, no one's going to be open because Bill knows how to stop that. But Lamar Jackson's going to run, run first down. What did he do? Ran for the first down. <laughs> it was like he one just of can't. And account for him, yeah. You just can't I mean, account for him because they played it perfect. And then, I mean, Chase Winovitz comes right at him. That's the play I'm talking about. Chase Winovitz comes right at him and like move, spin move. I mean, it's just the guy's a freak athlete as far as that. Um, I think the Ravens. One thing that the Ravens need that the Chiefs have is is speed on offense or like actual offensive weapons. Even though I, mean, I know they have Brown, they have uh, Andrews and stuff like that. But like they're not. They don't have like a, the talent that the Chiefs have. I think the Lamar. I think the Ravens would be just as good if they had that talent. I agree. <laughs> uh, the only thing I was going to say about the Ravens, too, the other thing that would help is um, their offensive line. Like I called this earlier this year, I believe with Big Rat, too, of them losing Marshall Yonder ret- to retirement, I knew it was going to be a big loss for them just because when your offensive line changes so drastically, you notice differences. And even, too, um, losing Ronnie Stanley to injury doesn't help. And now Nick Boyle, whose leg bent the way it shouldn't. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Um when he bent, his leg bent that way, I'm like, yeah, that's not good. Because like the Titans, like the not the Titans, the Ravens now are literally down to Mark Andrews at tight end. I don't know their roster head to toe, but also too the one thing I'll say about them, the amount of undisciplined penalties they took last night, like just stupid calls. It's like head scratching where I'm looking at them, going like, guys, what are you doing? Like this is like I'll accept the penalties, no problem. Yeah, your team's playing stupid, but from a football standpoint, I'm just looking at it like. This is not like Ravens football. Like it took them four quarters for their defense to finally make some plays and recognize, hey, what the Patriots were doing all night long. Yeah, I mean, I, and I, the thing is, the Ravens defense is so physical, and it just seemed like it got physical late. Like it just didn't seem. I mean, obviously, I, did, I missed the, the the first half, but looking back, it's like the first one. It just seemed like they got physical, and it's like, well, now you're getting physical. It's like kind of late for that now. It's like you know, but. And then their offense just couldn't. I mean, in that rain, to, to their credit, I mean, no one's doing anything. And like, <laughs> I mean, outside of just tossing it up, hoping for a prayer. But yeah. um, if I'm going to ask you, actually, this is a question for Danny because I know the way Phil would answer. If you had to right. pick one team right now to make the playoffs, would you say who's more likely, the Patriots or the Browns? Man, that's a good question. Um, so easy for me. And I know it's yeah. I know it's biased, but I don't trust the Browns. Though I don't trust. You know what? With the with the Patriots' remaining schedule yeah. and how tough the AFC East is this year, and the Browns already having what do they have a three game lead on them? I would say uh, the Browns. Yeah, technically two, but two game. Okay, okay. But well, I would still, probably, I would still say the Browns. I would say the Browns. I know they lost Odell. Um, you know, you can't really get a true read on the Browns with the last two games because of the weather, I believe. But, um, 
you know, once that once once the ball starts flying again and stuff, and we can really evaluate how Baker's going to play without Odell, I would be able to give you a better answer. But I would not be surprised if it is the Patriots. Obviously, Browns do. By the way, Browns do get tight at Titans, then uh, they play the Ravens, and then they have to play the Steelers still, again. Still, so that's I mean, that's essentially right now you would say all three they're not winning any of those three. And then what do you have for the Patriots? What's, what's remaining on that? Uh, see, so go back. Go I, I got back. it. Uh, at Texans versus Arizona Cardinals. At Chargers. At Rams. At Dolphins versus Bills and versus Jets. So really, Bills Dolphins. That, 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 that Cardinals game is a big swing game. Well, big swing game. Yeah. So, so it's, it's kind of actually looking at it, it is kind of even. It's kind of like well, let's we'll see how how it goes, but. Yeah, we need to beat that. We we need the Cardinals win for sure. Hey, man, it depends if you guys can carry that momentum. You know, you're building momentum for sure. And, you know, since that should carry right into next week, I, I feel a blowout coming there. And then who do you have after that? Who's after the Texans? Then, then it's the Cardinals, yeah. Then it's the Cardinals, yeah. So At home. It's how you, it's how you, yeah, it's how you guys get up for that game. That's going to really tell. Yeah, because if they can go, regardless of what happens on Sunday against the uh, Texans, if between the Cardinals, Chargers, and Rams, if they can go two and one in that stretch, I feel like they'll be good because they can go into their last three division games with a little bit of confidence. Because remember, this was a team. This time last week, we were all watching. Uh, Phil was at work, but Danny and I were watching the game um, where the Patriots were two and five. Where if they're two and six, it's a whole different conversation. Of okay, they're going to start to like seasons lost. We'll move on. Look to next year. But the fact that six days and two wins can just this is what I love about the NFL is how in less than a week you can go from being, oh, we may not make the playoffs to, to hey, we got a fighting chance. Well, I think it's important. It's important too. And Big Ray, I'll give him, I'll give him prop again. But like he tweeted that he tweeted out that like people act like this Patriots team was that bad. Like yeah, they did look bad. But one and whether Alex wants to admit it or not, or whoever wants to disagree, COVID did affect this team. Uh, you know, with Cam being out against the Chiefs game. And then, you know, obviously the Broncos game, he first came back, obviously he didn't look that good. And the Niners, the Niners is the only one I can say, like, okay, that was just an L. I don't know what happened there. But the Bills game, we barely, like, he literally were there to at least tie the game. So, like, we're in that game. It's like, there's it's the Seattle game, we lose by a yard. Like, um, so, I mean, like, I'm just saying, like, there's, you have to look at how these teams are losing and how, like, you know, it's like, like the Bills, you don't take anything away from them losing to a Hail Mary to Arizona. It's kind of like that. You can't just look at the box score and say, well, they lost. You know, you got to look at, like, how they played and how they're doing and how close, you know. So it's like, um, I think that's why people get wrapped up in this, in the, in the, in the, uh, in the record too much sometimes. But, I mean, like you said, a two to six would have been totally different. But I agree with that. I'm not disagreeing with that. But As Nick Foles gets sacked. Um, <laughs> man, I, oh, this is one other thing I'll say, too, just about this game that's on right now. Whoever loses this Vikings Bears game, I think their playoff lot, their playoff hopes are done. Even though the Bears are still going to be five and five, I have no confidence oh, in them going. You were talking about an overrated five and, when they were they were five and three, weren't they? Yeah, totally overrated. Yeah. Dude, they were yeah. overrated when they were fucking three and zero. Oh. That's also true. <laughs> That's also true. They were the one, yeah. they maybe the most yeah. fraudulent three and zero three and zero in history. Three and zero, and they benched their starting quarterback. I think they knew they were overrated. <laughs> It's just they beat the Bucks, man. That gave them a lot of uh, steam. That was a, that was a big yeah, win for them. It was a big win for them. I don't. But it's also Thursday. That was Thursday night, wasn't it? Yeah. And yeah. I mean, that's a weird error. Um. What did you say? The, the, the game where Brady became the meme. Remember where he thought it was third down, but then it was actually fourth down, and then the game was over. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even though he just it, but yeah, that's <laughs> what he thought. 
Um, but I'm, I know I'm just going like randomly bouncing off notes, but you know who one team who's kind of impressed me this year, even though I still have questions about their quarterbacking position, honestly, is the Las Vegas Raiders. Like I thought they could be feisty potentially to maybe make a run at the playoffs. I didn't think they'd be six and three through week ten. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. Um, I thought a big game for them was going to be how they came out against this Broncos team. A typical Raider game would be a loss there, but they found a way to win that, actually blow them out pretty much. Drew Locke looked absolutely terrible. Um, you know, their offense is, is clicking right now, and that's without Ruggs really going off. Ruggs hasn't really done much this year. It's just Derek Carr has been playing very well. Darren Waller's been killing it. Jacobs has been killing it. Um, their defense is a little, is a little sketchy. Yeah, I think they had, going into yesterday, before yesterday, I think they had two interceptions all year, which was the lowest in the league, and then they found a way. I think they had three picks yesterday. Yeah, I saw a Gale tweet about that, yeah. Yeah, three or four picks yesterday. So, uh, um, you know, I'm definitely buying stock in the Raiders right now. They're probably the biggest sleeper team in uh, in the AFC right now, for sure. And looking at their schedule, I mean, they, they I mean, they, I guess it's not easy, but it's, I mean, they got, they got the Chiefs' is next game, so, I mean, I don't know if the Irons sweeping the Chiefs, but they swept no. the Chiefs. That would be huge for them. Um, but then they have the Falcons, they have the Jets. That's two wins, barring some collapse. And then they have the Colts, Chargers. So Colts, Chargers, Chargers are kind of like, you know, at that point they're probably not even going to care anymore. But <laughs> and then you have the Dol- they have the Dolphins, and then you end against the Broncos. So the Raiders are pretty much, I would think, almost a lock for the playoffs. Yeah, they're barring, getting in. You know, they're definitely getting in. So they look good. I mean, they, you know, our our win looks even better against them now because, <laughs> but. Oh, oh, no doubt, Phil, you're right, but um, there's just so many teams where I look at them, I'm like, like, I, and that's the other thing, too, like, with this Sunday, honestly, part of me is torn, like, I want to pick the Chiefs to win, but at the same time, too, it wouldn't surprise me, I don't think the Raiders win the game, but I don't think it's going to be, like, a 20-point blow, because I remember that happened last year where the Raiders were in, uh, at, they played Kansas City, I think, week two or week three, and they kept it somewhat close, but then, like, they played them again in December, and they just got their asses kicked, like, if the Chiefs win, I think the Raiders can maybe hang tough with them and like be, like, I don't know, twenty-eight to twenty kind of thing. So I, think, I definitely think it would be, should be a close game. I would think I would agree with that. Yeah, like, um, one other team actually, just because obviously Phil and Danny know each other from before. Myself, I, Danny, this is actually the first time Danny and I have ever spoken. That's not over uh, DM, um, but. Man, we got we got a lot to unravel. But the one thing I want to ask, the one thing I don't, Danny, one thing I actually found out recently about the and for this is back to the Jets with uh, all their news with Gase and everyone wanting him fired. I didn't realize that the Johnsons never have fired a coach in season. That's yeah, just, man. Um, yeah, I didn't realize it. Yes, with that, um, like I said before, you you, you got to keep Gase on board because he's giving you the best chance to lose. Um, I don't know why. That's <laughs> still the best quote. I still love, love that. Love that. I am naming the podcast that. I am sorry. I got it. <laughs> best got chance you, to you. lose. But um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not really sure with that. Um, you know, that's just. I guess the thing they believe in. I guess I don't. I mean, I really wouldn't know what to say about that. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean firing. Uh, there's no. I mean, how many scenarios do you see? I mean, outside of finding an interim that oh, you decided shit, to go with, like, okay, the interim goes on a four-win tear and kills your stop. <laughs> so, yeah. like, hey, Phil, I don't really you for a second. There's uh, no benefit Dalvin from a guy coming in. Like, college is a little different. College is, you can get a guy in and maybe, oh, maybe this guy is, you know, but. 
Awesome crazy person. part is Greg Greg Williams is probably the best interim coach there. There's been a while recently, you know, but you know he'll he'll win games for you. So I make that move. Yeah. Um, then the one thing I want to ask you though, do you think it's a complete house cleaning though? Because who's your? I keep forgetting the name of the offensive coordinator. Is it like Logan Dowell or is it Dowell Logan? Oh yeah. <laughs> like just it's the real weirdest that, football that, names I've ever seen. Dowell Logan. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty much Adam Gates's little bitch. Yeah, like. <laughs> That's just one thing I wanted to ask because, like, I was trying to remember his name because it was just such a weird. Like, a lot. I love all these football coaches have just such weird names, but they're like, because, like, that's one thing I've also come to learn in recent years, man. Football coaches are and like football guys are just like a different breed of human being. Like, I don't know <laughs> what it is, but like the guys like who are involved in football, like, you know, how everyone says, "Oh, it'd be awesome to coach a team or be a GM," but like, man, it must be like one of the most stressful jobs in the world. Oh. That's just one. That's just one thing I wanted to say. Like, oh my god! But um, yeah. Uh, and I'm. I, I got to look at the schedule quickly just to see what big games come up this weekend. Um, I actually got another. I'm gonna because I'm gonna come up with a question, you guys, for upsets wise. Um, which upset do you think more is more likely to happen? Uh, oh, and also too surprisingly, Danny, I'm just looking up the schedule for next week. Uh, Chargers Jets spread is at seven and a half right now. I saw a ten and a half before, so a lot of people are betting on the Jets there. That that line moved a lot. I, it opened, I believe, it opened at ten and a half. I would take the uh, Jets to. I would probably bet the Chargers to win, but I think the Jets could cover that. Yeah, I would take the points on the Jets so, for sure. Side note, Danny, you, you'll know this because you bet a lot. So when people, is that how the line gets fluctuated based on the bets they receive? Is that yeah? So okay. So so the line opened up at ten and a half, and a lot of money came in on that Jets ten and a half. They're going to move the line down. So that people did. can't win. I got you. Yeah, okay, I yeah, yeah. But every line you bet it at, it stays there, right? It doesn't change. Yeah, yeah. Once, once you once you confirm your ticket, that's your ticket. That's your ticket. Okay. It's that's just awesome. you're not gonna you're not gonna see that number again if you if you go back in, you know, to the casino or whatever your sports book. Right. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. So I'm just trying not to lose money. So <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, just curious. And, 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 line, and line movement that 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 can trick you up because that that you know that doesn't necessarily mean they're gonna you know win by uh, by eleven. You know what I'm no, saying? That just means but, people think that. that just yeah, means, it's just, yeah, it's just they're taking so much money that they're forced to move the line down. To move the line, yeah. Yeah. Like, for example, the line for Sunday's games, which one I don't understand. The Chiefs are a seven point favorite over the Raiders right now. And, uh. Seven, seven point favorite? Uh, I would take I mean, the Raiders to cover that. That is a little yeah, high. You, you would think the Raiders do cover that, but. The Chiefs can also come out and, and and blow them out, like you said. Yeah, you last, shocked last, that, yeah. that seems like a bet I wouldn't I wouldn't want to. Any yeah, part. I, I, I yeah. would want to stay. I would take the over yeah. in that game if, if I had to make a bet. The over total points. Uh, total yeah, yeah. points right now is at fifty seven and a half. Yeah, that's going to be a shootout, I believe. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Um, the one question I was going to ask you though is, what upset do you see more? I also do the surprise right now is the Colts are two and a half favorite over the uh, Packers so far. Which oh wow, I like that. I I. I think they can get that win. I do. I yeah, you know what? I think yeah. I think Hines is going to have another big game. I have a feeling because look, Green Bay's got one of the worst running defenses in the league right now. Uh, the only lines that aren't out is Detroit, Carolina, Philadelphia, Cleveland, and Atlanta, New Orleans. Um, to see here. The Packers kind of got exposed against the Bucks, man. Like I know that was just like well, we knew the Packers were a bad defense really- last year when they got annihilated by San Francisco. They haven't really. 
they came on strong and then lost to the Bucks. I mean, they only got two losses, but still, and like they have not looked good. They didn't look good against the Jags at all. The Jaguars, yeah, that's what I was going to say. All at all. So, yeah, like even like, as soon as I saw that spread at fourteen and a half, I'm like, they're gonna cover. Like I picked the Jags to cover that. Yeah, I picked the. I had, I had a bet on the Jags plus fourteen. Yeah, the only, the only. Yeah, yeah. Um, Danny, quick question for you: Are you in New York or are you in New Jersey? New York. Okay, I was just asking just because I know Bobby's in Jersey and I wasn't sure if yeah what the sport betting Long situation. Island, oh, you're in Long Island. Okay. Um, yeah. Just because I wasn't sure what the sports betting situation was like in New York, because like I have a couple buddies and actually Phil knows both of them, Bobby and uh, Falco and Phil. Uh, both are in yeah, Jersey, yeah. and I know Jersey was like the first state to make betting legalized. So I wasn't sure what the exact situation was like in uh, New York. Yeah, so. it's um, I go through for a local bookie, so it's still illegal here. So let's hush that up a little bit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah that's why you're. I go, I, I go through a I go through a local bookie, so I'm not betting with like DraftKings or uh, any of that kind of stuff. But I still get the same lines and everything. It, it just works, um, just like them. Can you not use DraftKings and stuff? No. Oh, wow, I didn't realize that. Maybe if I used a VPN, I would be able to, but... Oh, yeah, Not with right. a New York IP. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, don't even know what it, I don't even know if it's legal here. I don't vote. I don't, I don't vote. I don't bet. So. <laughs> <laughs> I said don't vote. I do vote. Like, so they're going to quote me. Oh, he doesn't vote. <laughs> uh, no, I was just curious, Danny. That's all. That's why I was asking, because I wasn't sure. Like, No, yeah, that's yeah. cool. You're in Canada, right? Yeah, I'm in Canada. But what I do is I just okay. go through... Uh, all, all our lottery stuff is like through the government. There's something here called OLG on like Ontario Lottery and Gaming, and what okay. I do is um, on the app. There's actually an app, so I go scroll on the app. I so what I do is every week I usually bet. I'll pick all the spreads for the games, but I just bet two bucks on that, just simple two bucks, and then I'll take three or four okay. games for a team to either tie, which means three or under, win by four or win by eight. Or do the over under, okay. and I usually just bet like max ten bucks. So I'm usually just betting like twelve bucks a week because I look at it where I'm like, hey, I can win a lot of money, but at the same time, too, if I'm losing ten bucks a week, I don't care. Like I don't want to be betting like fifty bucks. Yeah, or like that. nice little fun money, you know, puts uh, puts a lot of interest in the game. You know, I love having money on games. It just makes them so much more like lively and fun. Oh, sucks to lose, but uh, yeah, same thing fancy. I mean, I, there's, nothing, there's nothing different. You just put money each week, you know. Yeah. I, I will say this, so whoever made fantasy football and like is one of the smartest people in the world because fantasy football does so much more money for the like people don't think it's a money maker for the NFL, but it really is because like look, they know that they're going to gain viewership through these people playing fantasy football, even if it's with their friends and stuff. Side note: Tell that to Nick. Oh man, these oh, man. people. <laughs> I bet his mentions. I would. I would have just not gone on Twitter that day. Yeah. The only person whose mentions I feel bad for right now is the center for the Ravens. Like apparently, people were actually like threatening him and stuff. Like Ravens fans. Uh, it's not his fault. The ball. Well, I know his hand was hurt, but it's not his fault. The ball's freaking roulette. I mean, things be all right. People, people are dicks online. So exactly. It's, yeah. Nick Chubb. Yeah. I was trying to see if Nick Chubb tweeted about that because that just seems like that would have been something he would have. If you want to laugh. I would go search uh, Jamal Adams. People tweeting that him, all these Seahawks fans. Gives, <laughs> wow, gives you, gives you a great kick as a Jeff fan. Are they? Uh, is he? Is he struggling? Or not? I haven't really. I mean, he, I saw. He, he's, yeah, he's, not happy. he's not. He's not worth the picks they gave him. I know that. Yeah. Oh no, we we heisted them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I figured that. Like he had a bad game, and even to yesterday, like. Um, Oh, Phil, you know how earlier you said off um, off recording that you went, I think you started 1-4 one, one and four, and now you're 4-5 and five in fantasy? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm in a league back here with some buddies, and also my girlfriend happens to be in the league as well. She started off 0-3, and, and she's 6-3 and three right now. 
Like she's, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. I saw, another league, I started three and zero, and I'm like battling for the state of five hundred. So it's just like this is how it. Like I mean, it's crazy. And then this year, you had like I was telling before the podcast started. It's like I was telling Danny, it's like you you got to know what you're doing. Like this is not a casual year. If you're a casual, no. you're gonna go like one in. Like you're barely gonna win because like you're not gonna be able to look on for like the top transactions and stuff like that. Waiver wire. So yeah. Um, the other thing I was gonna yeah, say. Man. Um. Yeah. No. I'm sorry. Sorry to cut you off, Danny. I just wanted to get because we don't usually talk a lot about this, but Phil, do you want to air some grievances out about the University of South Carolina's football program? I mean, not grievances. I'm going to be like, thank God, <laughs> get Mustang out of here. He should have never been there. But anyways, I mean, the only thing is, don't be stealing my like. Because for those of you that do or do not know, but I went to the, to the University of Coastal Carolina, who is undefeated and is actually ranked. Uh, this year, so I mean, COVID has a lot to do with that, but I'll take it. Uh, we're a really good team, so I don't. The reason why I say I that part up is the fact that I just don't want care. I don't want South Carolina trying to call uh, uh, Chadwell up and and be like, "Yo, you want to coach?" No, no, leave him alone. Let's go. go. Sorry, guys. Just, just feeling got a touchdown that went. That's gonna win. Uh, probably gonna win me. That's gonna win me fantasy. Whew. Who got the touchdown? Yeah. Feeling. Feeling. Yeah. Oh, boom! I, that's points for me too. Oh, thank God. Too. Thank God. I just had to interrupt yeah, you there. Sorry. Um, league, I think and would you want, just quickly, do you want Hugh Freeze to be the new coach or just as long as it's better than Muscamp? I don't know. I mean, I, I just I just think he's a young guy that's that's got potential and, and we need to ride with him. I mean, that's what that's what comes to the road with Dabo. Dabo. I mean, it took it took years. You got to trust him. But I just I just think Muscamp was already, had already proven what he had done. So that was, that's the kind of thing I want a guy that's like, he's got some stuff, on, but I just don't want, you know, I don't want Obviously, I'm the vulture of my uh, Coastal Carolina equipment, but... Oh, okay. Um, oh, also, too, one spread I see right here that i got to talk about, because I want to ask you guys a quick question before we uh, wrap up. The Ravens are a six-point favorite over the Titans. Like... That's, yeah, that, um... That's a I would stay off of, personally. Yeah, that's another one I would stay off Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Because it can go either way. You know, it really could go either way. The Ravens can respond and, and just, you know, put it on Titans, or the Titans can respond, cover that, and, not, and win maybe. You know, that's just the, that's not a good bet either way. You, you know, you bet that. Yeah. Um, the one thing I was going to say, too, was uh, if you – I'm just looking I at think- this schedule right here. Uh, between – and, Danny, you're probably going to give an answer for this – between Dallas, who play the who plays Minnesota, uh, uh, let's say Den- Denver, who plays Miami, and the Jets, who play the Chargers, which upsets most likely to happen to win? Dallas winning, My- uh, Denver or New York? Just wow. Um, Denver Denver is just not good whatsoever. The Dolphins are playing way too good on special teams, defense, and offense. So I think Dolphin, the Dolphins definitely have that. Um, Cowboys, Vikings. Ah, man, I, I I would have to say that even though I don't think they win, I think the Vikings are. You know, we're seeing them right now. They're not playing all that great, but you know, Dallas has just been awful. I know they played the Steelers really tough, but I don't think the Steelers really got up for that game. I just think if the Vikings win this game, they're going to be on a tear to try to make that playoff push. So they're going to give the Cowboys everything they have. I think I think you got to go with the Jets there. You know what? I agree. I I was going to say Vikings, like not Vikings. I was going to say Cowboys, just because you don't know with the Vikings. But like, 
if the Vikings hold on here, go four and five, they're gonna be just ready to go. And as I say that too, I just remind myself of the crap fest that we all have to deal with. And I say we all because I had vacation days at work, and I'm not afraid to admit it. Yes, I booked them off so I could watch football next Thursday. But I just realized too that the pile of crap that I have to endure before I get to Baltimore, Pittsburgh. <laughs> it's Detroit, Houston, Dallas, Washington. Like, why? <laughs> well, Thanksgiving. I was like, I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, Thanksgiving. Uh, I just realized it's Thanksgiving. Yes, yeah, like, so yeah, it's hard to believe. That's like, not a not a good lineup except for that in that game. Yeah. Wait, can we stop? I, I, I know it's never going to happen when it comes to Dallas, but but I'm still going to say it. Can we stop giving Detroit and Dallas? Thanksgiving game just because it's tradition, like just change it. Like okay, they're starting. They start to be good again. Fine, give them, give it back. I'm, I'm not saying that, but it's like, good lord, like open it up. So, like, <laughs> or just or just schedule them to play each other every year somehow. I don't know. Yeah, yeah just give it. Yeah, just let it be Detroit, Dallas, yeah, or something. Yeah. The one, just the one game out of the way. Yeah, those games are awful. That's why they added a third. Because I don't think they used. Did they used to have a third game? I feel like they only had two, but for uh, some years before, but. Okay. I'm just watching what, this three, game. Three, three Thursday night games? No, on Thanksgiving, yeah. No, I think it's always been three, no? It's always been three? Okay, you might. No, that's probably right. Yeah, yeah it's not. always been the... Well, no, I, it, um, I think the third game only started, like, I think maybe 15 or 20 years ago. No, well, that's not... I mean, that's, yeah. Or... <laughs> All right, so as long as I've, I've been watching. Yeah, well, I was just yeah. saying, I was like, that's not... My, that's not what, okay. My, I was, for yeah. some reason, was thinking there wasn't a third yeah. game. My favorite but. Thanksgiving memory has to be uh, in 2010. I remember I was in grade 12, and that was the year the Patriots played the Lions on Thanksgiving, Phil. And I remember my uh, teach, my t- my fourth right. period teacher told me, he said, hey, if the Patriots win, win this game, you get to wear, like, a Patriots apparel to class tomorrow. And I walked in with, like, the biggest smile on my face, and everyone's looking at me like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I actually hated that. Like, I never want the New the Patriots to play on Thanksgiving because I've that means I have to watch the game at my family's, and I'm like, I hate they all hate me. So it's like, I don't, they don't hate me, but they hate the Patriots. So I was like, I don't want to watch a game with them. I want to watch a game <laughs> at home. Like, and plus, them love my family, but half of them don't even know football that well. So I'm like sitting there, like, okay, you don't know that's passive appearance, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, everybody, everybody goes through that. But shout out to my family; they're awesome. But I'm just saying. No, that's okay. Shout out Phil's family. Shout out Phil's family. Shout out Phil's family. Um, the one thing I'll say though about the whole Thanksgiving thing is, just if you're gonna schedule, keep obviously keeping Detroit and Dallas because of tradition. Try to schedule decent opponents. Like, have, I don't know, Detroit play Green Bay or Detroit play, like, a top-notch opponent or even Dallas, too. Like, I don't know how Dallas... You didn't... They didn't put, like, Dallas-Pittsburgh or even later this year, Dallas is going to play San Francisco. Like, I don't know how you don't put, like, one of those two games at Dallas. Like, maybe it's because of broadcasting, but, like, I think they should always just try to put the best opponents in on Thanksgiving just so you can always get a good matchup. I mean, Washington-Dallas has a, has potential to be a good game. It's just not going to be good teams. Phil, <laughs> no, it's going to be like 13-10. to 10. Yeah, no, I'm not not looking forward to that. Yeah. I mean, guys, I guess I should rephrase that. Not good game. Close game, sorry. I should say. Well, then again. Like, I, guess, I guess seeing Alex Smith go smart, a start is, uh, isn't that terrible. But, yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Like, I guess it's it could be. It, it, it honestly could be worse, talking about Thanksgiving. Um, that was just one thing I wanted to say, but... Apart from that, boys, we're almost catching up an hour. Does anything, anybody have anything else they want to say for today's episode? 0-16, baby. Come on. <laughs> Keep winning, Pats. Just win. Just win, Pats. <laughs> we're the opposite. <laughs> just 
Trevor's <laughs> Danny's Wando. Trevor's seven games away, man. Oh, man. Seven. I, I swear. I need the Jets to win a game. I can't. Trevor Lawrence on the Jets, I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> oh, man. But, but good know, luck to you, Danny. Yeah. <laughs> but to be honest, though, I and this is coming from a Pats fan, I honestly wouldn't mind that much if the AFC East became somewhat compatible. Or not compatible. Compatible, competitive. If like you know how the NFC West is right now, where look you have four teams who I know San Francisco is depleted with injuries, but if San Francisco was good and the other two teams are playing and the other three teams are playing the way they were, that would be an amazing race to the finish. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, yeah. everyone. I mean, if if they get Trevor Lawrence, I mean, you got Trevor Lawrence, Josh Allen, and and. Uh, Tua. And Tua, so I mean, it'd be the pass, and if they kept Cam for a little while, so I mean, it'd just be. Listen, so we'll see. I'm, I am petrified the drafts, uh, draft draft um, Zach Wilson out of BYU. That kid is a baller. I am very scared. I, of you, I, I saw you saw said that to, to me and they read earlier the other day. So that, Zach Wilson's yeah, about that, to win that. That's that is the biggest sleeper quarterback coming out this year, man. I don't know. We might be getting we might be getting Jimmy G back. <laughs> you don't want that. You don't want. I don't that, want it. No, I don't you want it. Want I don't. I'm just saying. There was one team, though, I did have a... There was one... Sorry to cut you guys off, but there was one team I do have a feeling that may try to go after Jimmy, and that's Cleveland, because if they don't make the playoffs, I think Baker's out in Cleveland. Hey. I mean, it's Can't possible. argue it. Can't but argue it. Cleveland, it wouldn't shock me with Cleveland, because they think that just putting in a new quarterback every time is going to work. That's not how it works. <laughs> they have to build around it. Like, that. that's an organizational problem. We, I've said that several times on here. I mean, even Danny... That's part of their problem too. No, all right. So if you guys miss the playoffs, what are you doing with Cam Newton for next year? Oh, I said. Well, if this team—I mean, unless you're going out to change the team like drastically, I'd say you sign him. He's the only thing. Like, what? I mean, it's like I, I don't know, right? As I, we semi talked about that last time I was on, but I was like, I just think I mean, son, too well to not try to get him. I mean, you can't. Obviously, Bill's not going to overpay for him. So if someone decides, but we miss the playoffs, I don't think Cam's going to get that shot. I swear. Some bad team will give him the shot. I think Washington, yeah. Yeah, but he's not going. Like, I feel like if he was going to go to Washington, he would have already went. So, I, I, that's how I feel like. So, I don't know. I, I, I say I say the best option is, is to keep him. Draft, you can draft another guy if you don't think Sidham's a guy, or you can let Sidham st- you know, stay behind again. I mean, I don't think. I've seen enough from Sidham now that I've changed my mind. I don't think he's the guy. But <laughs> um, So, we'll see. But, I mean, I, th- I go with Cam. As of right now, like Cam is just – like. He's he's honestly won us the games that we should have not won. So um, he's put and with this offense. You got to build if you build around him. You give him weapons. It's only going to get better. Like you give him somebody to throw to. Like it's only going to get better. So that's um, how I look at it. As for me, with next year, look if we miss the playoffs, I think either we sign you sign Cam again on the cheap, or go after someone like Trask or Mac Jones because I feel like. You know what? Even like if I, or even do both. Where if we can sign Cam on the cheap, and then you draft Mac Jones, and then like if Mac's ready to come in, you know what? And then eventually you try to trade Cam for picks to a team like, like a team, just any team who needs a quarterback. But one big fish I want to watch out for is to see what happens with Dak Prescott. Just because if I'm him, you either try to get as much as you can out of Dallas, or you know what? You can he can easily walk because. Um, I'll say this too, and Danny, this may hurt your feelings. They're going to franchise tag him. I no. honestly believe they are. Oh no, they will. Which is, which I believe is bullshit. That he should get his long term deal. But with Dak, or with Dallas, if they were in the position to try to 
like package everything to get I don't know a six six tall tall long haired Christian quarterback. <laughs> like Dallas trying to get Trevor Lawrence, that would be you know. I mean, they, that's a good question. Actually, uh, Griff, that does pose a good question. Do you if if the package is what package is too good to be true? Oh, far too good to be to like probably. Up? Like three first? I'd have to be like three first. I think it would be like couple, maybe a second, maybe (laughs) yeah. You just make the you you make the pick though, man. You have to make the pick. Oh yeah, gotta make the pick. It's got whoever's number one is terrible. I mean, unless I mean, I don't see any. I I was gonna say, is there anybody that's that has one loss that if the Jets end up winning, like I don't even like the Jags are definitely taking Trevor Lawrence. Oh yeah, they're they're praying that we win a game. so I guess it's just the y'all and the Jags. I didn't realize. I thought some more people had. Hey man, listen, the Jags played the Packers really tough yesterday, so I would not be shocked if they if they end up winning. You know, against the Browns maybe or some team like that. It still, yeah, they could still win. I, the Jets. I don't know. I think I think their one moment was against the Pats, and now they they may play the Pats again close. Yeah, next. If, they can, if, if they can get past the Chargers, I think there's a clear path to one sixteen. Yeah, I think that. I think that's it's. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, because I know the Jets still have to play, like, I think Seattle, the Rams, like, the Raiders. Like, I'm just looking right you here at the Jags. One more time. Yeah, like, the Jags schedule, the only, like, after after this week, they have the Browns, the Vikings, the Titans, the Ravens, the Bears, and the Colts. The only Maybe game... Maybe the Bears? Yeah, yeah. Bears. Yeah. No, watch, it's going to be Cleveland. Watch, Cleveland's the team that's yeah. going to, like, they're going to beat. I, I agree, I think so, too. I actually, Cleveland or the Bears. I actually picked the Texans to beat the Browns, and they almost did. So, <laughs> so that's actually I would agree with that too. It's possible. Like I said, I have no faith in the Browns at all. So, I mean, I, Trevor Lawrence. I don't know which organization. I, I feel like as an organization, you probably would rather play it for the Jags. But, um, but I mean, well, I mean, their publicity that would come. Playing for the Jets, but listen, man, this guy would—that's a lot of pressure, though. If, if this guy can, pressure. if this guy can turn around the Jets team, bro, and be our first franchise quarterback in however long, he, the, the amount of love he's going to get, oh, he'd be all a, across, yeah, yeah, he'll be a, he'll be a celebrity. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know why he wouldn't want to come here. I don't think he care. I mean, really, I mean, if you're a top prospect, I don't think you honestly care. And for the people saying you're not going to declare, you're not going to, you're not going to stay in college to. Oh, he's, all that money. guaranteed number one pick. You know, he's ribbing people. I saw that. I saw that. And I'm like, I could, like, I didn't see the interview. I just saw him say, it. like, I don't know if he said it on camera, but like, I saw that, that, like, the headline, and I'm like, he is just ribbing you guys. There's no way. He's even Dabo said that. They asked Dabo, he's like, he's not coming back. Like, he's not. There's but, no but, way. Like, even Dabo added like the last little things. Like, well, I didn't think Etn would come back. So, maybe, like, no quarterbacks can't. There's no way. Like, Etn came back because, like, I mean, there's like it only. Adds to his talk. Like, man, I don't, if the, if the Jets can get Etn too with that with that second first round pick, oh man, that's a guy that's, together. That's a stud, by the way. Yeah, I would. I mean, oh, yeah. I would oh, strongly yeah. consider that. That's a that yeah, it, yeah. him that or even be, too yeah, if you want to wait till the second round and go after like a Najee Harris. Yep, that would be my second option. Yep. Listen, man, it's, it's, you can turn around an NFL franchise. Look at the Dolphins. It took them what one and a half years to turn around. Pretty much, they were they were, they were awful last year, awful, and then. Look at them this year. So you you know this this typical rebuild that people say takes three to four years. That's not true. You know these days you can you can turn around a team really quick. You can't. It, the right, it, but it, the it's a big part of the organization has to be a part of that too. Though, like I think like, like yeah, your situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah there's, the, there's the some... Texans are screwed. The Texans are, like a team like them. They have no cap space, no draft picks. 
the Jets, they have all the, all the draft picks, all the cap space, so, you know, they're going to have a hand-picked head coach. So that, yeah. yeah, like you said, like, yeah. with the town, I mean, when you look at the Texans, like, their only option would be to trade Watson for, like, several picks, which I don't think that's going to happen because they already yeah. signed him to a big deal, and it's like, well, you know, I don't know. I don't. I mean, it could. We've seen crazier things, but I don't, think, I don't see how you sign him and then trade him. Every, I don't know. I just don't see it. But yeah, the Jets, I mean, that's, we'll see. We'll see where he goes. I mean, this is going to be the battle. The tank Lawrence is how it goes. So. Well, the only one that looks like they're actually tanking is the Jets. Like, the Jags don't even look like they're really tanking, but I guess they're just as bad. But it's on, man. All right. Well, anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening to episode 40 of YWC Football Talk. Phil, it's always great having you. Danny, you're welcome back anytime, man. Whenever. Uh, Whenever there's time to get you on, man, I'll just uh, slide into your DMs and make something work. Awesome, yeah. Uh, you know, Dan goes ham, baby. Dan goes ham. Follow yeah. him on Twitter, guys. Well, anyway, guys, we'll see you later, guys. We're already at almost at 50 episodes. Holy shit. But anyway, guys, good night. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Hi, I'm Logan Anderson, host of the Say the Damn Score podcast. On my show, I deep dive into the sports broadcasting business by, you guessed it, talking to sportscasters. The show has featured big names like Bob Costas, Kenny Albert, and Vern Lundquist, as well as many up-and-coming broadcasters who you may not know yet, but you will know soon. Whether you're looking for professional development as a sportscaster, different career paths, or if you just want to be entertained by hearing some of the best storytellers in the world tell their own stories, this podcast is for you. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, or you can visit our website, saythedamnscore.com.